this is the Overdrive Radio Podcast. I'm Todd Bills, and thanks to all of you for listening. How are you coming to us? Whether via overdriveonline.com or the feed into Apple Podcasts or Android devices, or services like Stitcher and TuneIn. What we've got on tap for this edition is threefold. Owner operator Alan Kelly first. Pennsylvania runs through some of the particulars on the That's a Big 10 4 on DC event. Coming up, when else? On October 4th in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., where organizers, and there are, I know, a lot of people involved in this one, organizers have managed to permit uh, to, in essence, conduct something of a truck show out on the National Mall in D.C., and is inviting on our ops, company drivers, and anybody involved in trucking, really, as you'll hear, to participate in a show of unity. Number two, Dallas-based Stevens Transport Driver and RoadTestedLiving.com proprietor Tom Kirk, the NCAB chef, spoke to at the Great American Trucking Show about his NCAB cooking demos and a recipe that's part of a sweepstakes you can get involved in with the chance to win two grand coming this, through this coming Monday in association with the National uh, Truck Driver Appreciation Week events. And if you ever cook yourself, Kirk's ideas may well get you thinking about recipes and more. Number three, Shannon Courier of the St. Christopher Truckers Fund joined Kirk and I at Gats and ran me through the longtime charity's fundraising efforts, including a heartfelt thank you to its number one well of support, which comes directly from truckers themselves. Without further ado, here's Alan Kelly, who runs a one-truck independent team operation with his wife and business partner, Bonnie. Hey, A.B. Kelly Trucking. Yeah, we're, uh, out of, yeah, we're out of Clearville, PA. Me and my wife, we run a, just a single truck operation with our own authority. We run from Pennsylvania to the West Coast and back to Pennsylvania on a weekly basis. Um, run a team with my wife, and um, that's kind of why we got involved in this this uh, this whole deal with the uh, that's a big ten four on DC and stuff like that. Trying to get things straightened out for the better, so that we can kind of uh, enjoy our jobs without the stress of all the 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 mandates and stuff and overreaching regulation and things like that that have happened out here it's just not as easy as it used to be even with two of us what what uh, what's the truck you're running we're running a w900 uh 2018 w900 uh l um with a uh stainless steel spread axle reefer multi-temp we do ltl and produce back we've been running team for um, I don't know, about 10 years out here to the West Coast, okay. you know, and then I, uh, you know, uh, and then before that she rode with me for a while. And then of course I drove by myself for a long time. You know? Okay. T- tell me a little bit about the event. Um, I know it's, uh, coming up here pretty soon, uh, a little less than a month away and, uh, kind of, uh, follows the, the sort of, uh, anniversary of, uh, a lot of the stuff that happened uh, last year um, right. when uh, you'd have, you had some various groups, folks uh, convening down there, down in D.C. with, uh, with trucks and some without and just a kind of a big outreach to Congress and, and what have you. But uh, this this uh, this event this year, from what I can gather, seems seems to be a little. Uh, you know, a little more of a kind of kind of an organized sort of uh, truck show out there on the National Mall. How did that all come together? Well, it all it all started last year, about this time last year. Me and my wife were on our way back from our trip from the West Coast back to Philadelphia with a load of produce, and 
We stopped there at Iowa 80 for, for fuel. Well, we ran into the Patriots convoy gang there, and we didn't know anything about mm-hmm. any of this. And uh, we kind of joined up with them and uh, rode in a convoy back to Pennsylvania with them guys. And right, right. they didn't, weren't sure if they were going to D.C. or they weren't going to D.C. So we did the convoy with them, and then we kept, you know, when we went back to work. We didn't go on down there with them uh, because we yeah. didn't know if they were going to go or not. A lot of things weren't very organized and stuff like that. But uh, anyway... We went from that to the deal in April where we went down and things weren't as organized as they should have been, but they were a little better organized than they were last October. And a lot of us got together, me and Brian Braze and a few uh my wife and uh, Fred Bowerman and a few other other uh, folks there, we got together and we were like, you know, uh, one of the biggest issues that we've seen with everybody going to D.C. is everybody's tried to go as individual groups and, and do this, and it really just hasn't worked out very well for them. And we thought, what if we all got all the groups together and we all we all kind of like uh, one is one unified, and uh, one is one if we could have something you know put something together that was that would be really cool. And so we started reaching out to other groups. Brian Braze, he was a big part to play in that. And we got to talking, and we were kind of trying to figure out when to do this and stuff, and. We thought, well, we weren't didn't even really give last October a thought or anything like that, but we we come up with ten four just because of like you know the trucker yeah. lingo, the CB handle and stuff like that. We thought it would be really cool, so sure. we decided to do it on ten four, and and we kind of got together and stuff like that, and we all thought, well, we'll call it that's a big ten four on DC. We're going to give DC a, a big ten four, so we come up with the the name that's a big ten four on DC. But uh, it's something it's something that we wanted to do uh, because we figured to get these thing, issues handled properly, it's something that everybody would have to be a part in. We need unity to do this, and we also need public awareness. So uh, we got together, and we were like, well, what if everybody took, brought their trucks down there and cleaned them up, and we kind of made it into a truck show slash public awareness event. So that mm-hmm. we can make the American uh, get the uh, American people, the public behind us, because uh, we don't we didn't feel that they really understood what the issues are and what the problems really were. So, our whole goal with this event is number one to create unity within the in- industry, to bring all these different groups, organizations, company drivers, mega fleets, micro carriers, everybody that's involved in this industry, even businesses that support the interest industry, um, bring them all together. Because it affects all of us in, in, in you know, uh, one one form or another. Um, sure. So we figured if we could bring uh, everybody together, get the numbers, get enough numbers where we could, like, maybe possibly break a world record convoy, we would get media attention that way, which would then in return be a good way for us to get our message out to the public and possibly even Donald Trump. That there was just an idea that we come up with, and it it just kind of took hold, and um, everybody kind of likes the positiveness of the the whole event and and what it stands for, and and uh, it brought company drivers, uh, owner operators, mega carriers, uh, people that are involved in the business. Like we have four states, uh, Chrome Shop that are support uh, supporting us. Ten Four Magazine did an article on us. Um, um, Joe's Truck Lube out of Illinois, they're supporting us. Um, meant to uh, panders, truck stops, and stuff like that. They're supporting us. So we got mm-hmm. we got a few, you know, a bunch of different 
assets of the aspects of the industry involved in this and we all came together and it just like it was uh kind of a rough start but after it took hold everybody kind of re, you know related to the message that we were you know trying to get out there and it's just grown into something that we feel is going to be pretty pretty huge uh, um, do you have a sense of uh of, you know how what, what kind of participation you you're likely to uh to get I know it's pretty pretty early and uh, i know how these things are sometimes uh, well just for example on one of the groups yeah, kind of like there's a lot of different polls out there but i know like i'm involved with black smoke matters it's a group that i'm on it's just a fun group and we did right. a put a poll out there and we have over 100 100 people just in our one group coming alone um there's a convoy coming out of iowa i know like the uh, the patriots convoy the original convoy has started it last year they're getting together and they're coming in this year again they have over 20 right. trucks um there is a guy out of Michigan that's coming down with 10-plus trucks. There's guys, Lori Franklin, uh, she's going to be at the Joplin Truck Show the 27th, 28th, and 29th, I believe it is, or whatever. Um, they're trying to put a convoy together out of there to come from that event to the D.C. event, and there's over 600 registrants in that event, you know, in that yep, truck show. Yep. Now, they all, they're all not going to go, but um, she's putting something together there. Um, you know, we need an hours of service change. We need flexibility. Uh, we want to send a message to the government, to our elected officials, and to the ones that are running in the midterms this year that, hey, we need help in our industry. We need, th we need some things fixed. We need some, you know, uh, you know, we need some things done. Mm -hmm. And we've been going since last October, and they, they've made promise after promise after promise, and nothing has been done, and we feel that it's because we haven't unified. And they pretty much told us that down there. FMCSA told us in order, you know, we want to get stuff done. We need to unify. So that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we're even reaching out to the Teamsters, uh, trying to get the Teamsters right. on board with us. You know, uh, we, I think there's a meeting set up this month with them. So there's, we have a lot of good things going on, and it's just going to be a really, really great time. We're going to meet at the Fredericksburg Fairgrounds on the 3rd, and we're going to stage there. And uh, it's a gated and secured facility where people that are bringing trailers in with them and stuff have a place to keep their trailer because we're bobtailing into D.C. under police escort. We're going to uh, start meeting at the Fredericksburg Fairgrounds at lunchtime on the 3rd, and we expect hopefully everybody will be there by 8, 8 p.m. at night, get everybody staged, give everybody a number. At around 11 p.m. on the 3rd, we're going to leave there under police escort to head to convoy into D.C., to the to the national mall in dc uh which we, where we have permits to park and we're going to be there on the fourth and the fifth talking with the public uh letting them know um what we do uh you know let them check out our trucks mm -hmm. um, we're gonna have them all cleaned up and everything like that um we're also we also invited some public officials out like some congressmen and senators that uh that have been invited out to talk to us. Um, the FMCSA is getting an invitation out to talk to the drivers. We kind of want them to see what we do from where we're at, from our office. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a really great location. It's 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 a history-making event. I don't believe there's ever been any trucks parked on the National Mall itself. There's been some parked beside it on the streets and stuff, but we we're going to be right on it. So after Thursday and Friday, October fourth and fifth. Saturday morning the 6th there will be further opportunity to engage with the public early that morning on the mall before police escort of the group back out to the Fredericksburg Virginia Fairgrounds where events will proceed. You can find an itinerary posted with coverage of the event via overdriveonline.com, search 
That's a big 10-4 on DC, again, kicking off October 3rd, beginning at the Fredericksburg, Virginia Fairgrounds, and with plenty of ways to be involved. Kelly and others have asked those with definite intentions to participate to fill out a registration form that's available via 104dc.com. That's 104 spelled out. T-E-N-F-O-U-R-D-C.com. That's so organizers can get an accurate, as accurate an estimate as possible ahead of time for, fish, for officials involved in the escorts and the like. Now on to a different subject. Noted up top in my conversation with Tom Kirk at the Great American Trucking Show a few weeks back in Dallas. I ought to give the NCAB cooks in the audience a few ideas. Kirk operates the Road Tested Living blog and website, roadtestedliving.com. Something of a repository of recipes that are at least doable in the truck with some prep, plus more. Kirk's an avid on-the-road cook himself. His main go-to tool is an electric skillet that he talks about a bit. And he's also the author of a recipe in uh, Pork Rind and Cracklin's Purveyor Southern Recipes annual Pedal to the Kettle Recipe Contest in association with the National Truck Driver Appreciation Week ongoing this week. Here's Shannon Courier of the St. Christopher Fund laying out the particulars of the sweepstakes. We also have, uh, for the month of September, uh, Southern Recipe has their driver appreciation campaign going on. And there's an online campaign where you can go on and there's three drivers that are connected to St. Christopher in some way. Tom Kirk, Robert Green, Jennifer. Jen Cordero. Jen Cordero. Yeah. Jen Cordero. So they've each submitted a recipe. Uh, made with pork rinds, and you can go on and, and vote for which one you like the best. So the winner is going to receive a little cash prize from St. Christopher Fund. I mean, from Rest of the Recipe, not from St. Christopher Recipe. And then uh, St. Christopher Fund gets a $2,500 donation from Southern Recipe. So we have some samples of those here. Tom's been cooking with some of them here. So a fun little campaign. This is their third year doing this, I believe. Actually, through September 17th, drivers who vote for their favorite among the three recipes designed by truckers get entered into a sweepstakes with a chance to win $2,000. And, as Courier noted, another $2,500 goes to the St. Christopher Fund. You can find that at porkrinds.com slash truckdriverappreciation. The recipes were required to incorporate pork rinds or cracklings, and Kirk talks a little about his own entry, which utilized crumbled cracklings as a crust for pan-fried pollock. The others, a pork rind breakfast casserole and Hawaiian low-carb pizza with pork rind crust. Find the sweepstakes entry form again via porkrinds.com slash truckdriverappreciation. Bit of a fun one here, I'll say. Here's Kirk Butler of Pennsylvania talking at Gats last month a bit about the difference between pork rinds and cracklings as a snack or ingredient versus snacks like potato chips and the like. Here's the cracklings. Yeah, if we yeah. look at them just for a second here, yeah. uh, the calories are 80 and it's um, I guess it's seven serving servings per container in here. Okay. But the thing is, if you think of one container, it's probably a bit of a handful. Yeah. That's 80 calories. Yeah. So if you stretch this out throughout the course of a day as a driver, it's not horrific. But maybe, you know the average driver may or may not eat that much. Right, right. So if you look at the calories, that's not bad. The sodium is 370. That's not horrible. There's zero carbs. Right. So if you're, particularly for the guys who are keto or Atkins or something like this, this is a great alternative. Yeah, the cracklings are good. Yeah, and then the other, now this is four servings per container, and these are the rinds rather than the cracklings. Okay. These are 70 calories, you know, fat's about the same, sodium's actually less at 230. Good. And then once again, there's basically zero carbs. Yeah. So when you go and look at it from that perspective, 
compared to a potato chip, pretzels, yeah. popcorn. Which are loaded with carbs, right? It, it yeah. is, it's better. And, it, and it's the thing is, is, this is why I've been telling drivers, I'm not telling which is better for you, which is healthier. Right. You have to ask your doctor to find out what's right for your diet and the way you need to eat. Sure. So this is a, we won't call it a healthy alternative, but this is a better option for those who need, who qualify or fit into that kind of a snack. Blackberry habanero encrusted pollock. So it's basically a simple fish fillet that's easy to find at almost any grocery store. A real simple egg wash breading, a little salt, a little pepper, and a crushed pork rinds. Okay. And this is something that can easily be made in a truck. Okay. Um, you know, you 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 know, if you don't have a food processor in a truck, you can crush them up in a Ziploc baggie yep. and, a, and a can. Or hell, Marcia was doing it with a gallon of water. She helped me out the other day because uh, we were just so far behind schedule. Everything that could have went wrong. And if she just says, "I'm going to help you, brother," she's up on stage and she's chopping and she's slicing. And next thing I'm looking over, and there was stuff that I wasn't even planning on using that was being prepared. I was like, okay, well we're going to take recipe and include this. Uh, this is Marcia Campbell. Marcia Campbell, okay. and she she has been a tremendous supporter of the cooking demos that we do and okay. driver health in general. You know, she's always willing to give a couple of minutes of her time, whether it's personal or on the air. Basically, in my case, I would take an electric skillet. Um, and if you want to do it bait, you can take something like the Grill Curl Oven uh, or, 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 or a 12 or a um, toaster oven. Um, I like the electric skillet because it's just convenient for how I do things. But I just go just like you would have, almost like you would have home. Okay. I take a couple of eggs, put them inside a um, Ziploc bag, squish them up, the eggs are scrambled, a little salt, a little pepper, that's done. Take the pork rinds, once again, put them inside a Ziploc bag, squish them up till they get to the fineness that I want, and I'd use something like a can or something hard just to mess them up. Um, turn on the electric skillet, get it hot. Um, obviously, you have to have an inverter. If you don't, you could do it in something like some other Road Pro oven, or you could even do it in a crock pot. Um, the, 12, the 12 volt, the 12 volt stuff, man. Yeah. 12 volt. It'll right. take a little longer. It's not going to crisp up the same right, way. Right, right. But it'll work. Yeah. You know I mean, you can even use the, uh, their, their frying pan, but I would, you know, if space is concerned, you don't have a lot of appliances, I'd probably just stick with either the crock pot or the 12 feet lunchbox oven. So then you're just going to fry it like you would normally at home. If you want a little bit of oil in the pan, you can, or you can just do a dry fry if you've got a good nonstick pan. You go ahead, you cook it. Um, you know, basically, I hate to give so many minutes aside because some of it depends on the heat. The heat but, yeah. you, but you do it until it's basically nice and done on each side. Probably start to finish, you should be able to do it in less than 30 minutes. Yeah. And that includes eating. And the cleanup for something like this is real easy because if your pan's hot, put a little bit of water in it, that loosens up any of the dirt. Yep. A couple paper towels, some tongs, yep. wipe around, it's clean. Kind of like uh, like doing it like you do with a cast iron skillet at home or whatever. And, and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're cleaning it the same as you would a cast iron skillet. Yeah. It's just everybody thinks you have to have a a washer, you know, not washer, but like either a dishwasher or a sink and water and immerse it and everything else and let it dry. You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you're concerned that it does need some sterilization, go ahead use some um, like Lysol wipes. Yeah. Wipe that on the inside. Uh, wipe it out with paper towel, a little bit of water to yep, rinse it, yep. done. I mean, cleanup is that simple. Right. So those are, some, I mean, cooking doesn't have to be complicated. Yep. You can make it very simple. Yep. On, on the road uh, for you, um, how, how, many, how much stuff do you carry personally? I carry a ridiculous amount. Okay. But because 
I do recipe testing for RoadPro. I do okay, things for okay. other things. I carry 12-volt appliances. I carry a rice cooker. I carry an electric skillet. I carry a bunch of different stuff. So if I do get asked to go to a truck stop or a truck show, I have almost everything that I need on the truck yep. to pull off a demo. So what I carry is way beyond what any yeah. normal driver needs to carry. Yeah. But if I was going to be normal, yeah. okay, if there is such a thing as a trucker, it'd probably be th this or a rice cooker. The electric skillet. The electric yeah. skillet or a rice cooker. They, they fry a little bit slower, but they still yeah. fry. But I can also double as a crock pot. I can double as a steamer. So if I had to pick one appliance, it would be for, for the 110, it would be, be a rice cooker. Good. If I had to pick one appliance for 12 volt, it'd be the lunchbox oven. I can do almost anything I would on my stove at home or my oven at home, yep. with the exception of prime rib, because you know a lot of people want to get that really hot sear first. Right. I can't do it in that. Can't but if that. I want to do a slower cook roast, it works great. Right. So, I mean, the sky, you really, your imagination, the only thing that limits you, and this is stealing it from another, another driver, um, is the size of your pot and your imagination. Yeah. I've made cheesecakes on the truck. Okay. Uh, I know people who've made biscuits on the truck, bread on the truck. Uh, I've made pumpkin bread on the truck, or just eggs and, and, and canned pumpkin, mix it together. You add a little cheap cream cheese, now you got a cheesecake. Yeah. So things can be very, very simple. It can be very complex. And the other thing that we're gonna try to do today, I don't know if we'll have the one ingredient to do it, uh, we're gonna basically Take things that you can find at a truck stop or drivers have in a truck, whether it's like beef jerky. Yeah. You take a little beef jerky, put it in a crock pot with water, you've got yourself to start for a soup or a stew. Yeah, it, it creates broth. Like, and it uh, creates yeah. a broth, yeah. and the meat is actually tender at that point. Yeah. And you can take some of the meat and maybe use it for a stir fry, then you've got a soup broth. You can add some canned veggies, you can add some other things, and now you've got a soup. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, or you can take some tomato juice yeah. from the truck stop, put it into a soup pan, heat it up, a little garlic, a little salt, a little pepper, a little herbs, tomato soup. Yeah. So, now do you carry a refrigerator? Because that's uh, that's one thing I was curious about, the sort of challenge of actual fresh that's ingredients. That's the biggest challenge, yeah, yeah. and that's been my biggest, if people, you've seen me a couple times over the years, this year I'm a little heavier than I've been some. Okay. Uh, but, and what part of the problem is, is I had to have some refrigeration issues over the years. I've used some dorm fridges and they work but they have their drawbacks and problems. I've used the 12 volt coolers. Sometimes they work phenomenally and sometimes they work because one of they're very ambient temp temperatures. So if you get if you're inside your truck and the air conditioner's not working right, it doesn't keep food very well. Yeah. Uh, the best solution is what we call the domatic style refrigerator, which sure. will be that's the one you see built into a lot of trucks or the chest with the actual compressor. Right. But they're very expensive. They're not cheap. We're seeing more and more drivers cooking in their trucks all the time. Yeah. Uh, if you go well, if you go back to the earliest days of trucking, you would hear drivers telling us stories where they get together in the park and do the barbecues. The other thing you'd also hear a lot of people would do is they would um, be going down the road and it smells something that smelled good. You're trying to figure out what smells good. As the old driver come on pull over, and the recipes they exchanged at that point in time was foil wrapping, maybe a pork loin or a salmon or yeah. whatever, strapping it to their manifold. Yeah. And it was so many yeah. RPMs at so many miles. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are some drivers here who can give you those recipes. Yeah. Uh, so cooking in the truck or on the truck, as yeah. the case may be, goes back. Oh yeah. So there's been this culture for a while, and one of the things that surprised me is I've talked to some people who are 
I don't know if they're food historians, but they're food bloggers, things like that. And they were so shocked to find out there's actually a trucking food culture. So, you know, drivers are doing it. We're seeing with groups like Big Trucks Cooking, Cooking on the Truck, Big Truck Cooking. Okay. We're seeing more and more drivers getting involved. We're actually seeing certain companies trying to encourage their drivers. Number one, it saves money. Uh, two, you can figure out ways to better control your diet. Because when I go into a truck stop, one of the reasons I gain weight, if I'm paying $15 for a meal, particularly um, a questionably quality buffet, right. I'm going to make sure I get my $15 worth on it. You know, especially when you can go to, and this is the thing I talked to some of the companies that still offer the buffets at 15 I can go up the road to the casino, there's a, another hour up the road. For the same price you charge or two dollars more, I get a drink, I get better desserts, I get better food, I get a better salad bar, and you want to charge me with drink and everything twenty dollars? Right. Really? With Tom Kirk and me on the back side of the show floor at Gats and the little warren of a cubicle of sorts where Gert Kirk had staged a lot of his cooking equipment for demonstrations on a nearby stage. Shannon Curry of St. Christopher Fund ran me through several fundraising initiatives the organization had ongoing expressing huge thanks for those ultimately in, uh, who are responsible for the majority of the organization's financial support. They're the same group that benefits from its efforts to defray costs and living expenses for those hit with a medical emergency. That's truckers on both counts. It's our 10th year, we've been around for 10 years, and we've helped um, a little over 2,300 drivers, three and a half million dollars. Um, so we do have great sponsors, and, and this show, has been really good because we've made some new connections. And um, so we have several things that are going on. You know, right now, Band Together is going on with uh, TA Petro, Sap Brothers, and Coffee Cup Fuel Stops. They all have the bands that they're selling. Um, so that goes through the month of August. And actually, TA's runs through September. And they have window clings and the bands. So that's probably our largest fundraiser of the year. Um, That's been also, going on for many years too. Has it been yes, annual every year? Annual yeah, every year. Yeah. This is the seventh year, I believe. Okay. Um, and it was opened up a couple of years ago. It was TA Petro exclusive for the first five or so years. Right. And then they expanded it to any fuel stop that wanted to participate was able to. And so Coffee Cup joined and Sat Brothers joined. So we're happy to have them on board. And it's been very successful um, still. And so this year, TA Petro made window clings. That was another option of purchase. We always have drivers asking, do y'all not have stickers? Do you not have clings? Because they want to put them on their truck showing they're a supporter. And we really don't because we really don't invest a lot, much of our money in that kind of thing because yeah. we want it to go to help the drivers. So when we have things like that done, it's usually somebody that does it pro bono for us. And uh, we just met a gentleman here who's associated with Blue Tiger, doesn't work with Blue Tiger, but does some printing for them. And he's offered to do us some St. Christopher Fun stickers uh, oh, for cool. no charge. So we're thrilled about that. Right. The drivers will be happy to hear that because everybody wants to say, you know, we're a supporter. We have some of our driver ambassadors that are here uh, James Rogers, uh, Scott Walker, no, Scott Wagner, and Melanie Walker. And uh, they drive for rapid response, but they're doing auctions uh, to support St. Christopher Fun out in the parking lot. They did a silent auction on Thursday, live auction tonight. And uh, they've been doing some things, selling some t-shirts and hats at our booth, and 100% of those profits come to us. And so we'll do a check presentation tonight okay. uh, after things over of what all they've raised. And then uh, we had a check presentation the other day from Blue Tiger. You know, they do the blue St. Yeah. Christopher Fun headsets. And so last year's sales, we had a check presentation yesterday for $84,000. Wow. 
and support from them. Of course, uh, always right back to the drivers. Yeah. They have the headset, but if the drivers weren't buying them, there'd be nothing to donate. So, yeah, yeah. It all, it all how much of the how much of the purchase goes to you guys? You know, it's ten dollars from the sale of their headset. Okay. Yeah, and that was their second donation. Their first one was one hundred five thousand dollars. Okay. Well, so this one was eighty four. It's a lot of headsets. It's a lot of headsets. <laughs> yes, and they have a new one out, and uh, you know, be on the lookout for okay. a, a blue version of that at some point as well. Cool. So, and then we just partnered with um, a driver, uh, Shane Schindler, with Chucker Stick. Yep. He has these squeegees. I wrote about him. Yeah, yep. I, I saw. I learned about him through your um, email that I get through yeah. the magazine. That's the perfect startup and the perfect thing to do a blue stick. So yeah. we did. It, they have them. Yeah. They got St. Christopher Fund on them, and he's donating a percent of profit proceeds from the sale of every one of yeah. those. So we have lots of new little things going on, and we um, have several new contacts this show that I'm hoping will turn out to be some really good things. So. How, how often is it that um, that you like? How many how many people are you in, do you end up helping through the St. Christopher Fund? Like. Yeah. Uh, on an annual basis, or it's around 250 yeah. a year. It's almost a, it's almost somebody every day, basically. It is. We do place. about 40 on average a month. Yeah. 40 applications a month. Yeah. So it's a lot, and uh, we've paid out uh, over three and a half million dollars right. right. on behalf of drivers. Um, so yeah, we always we even though we've done all of that, we still wish we could do so much more. Well, you know, yeah. we wish the donations were even. We wish we had more corporate support because the drivers, 70% of our donations come from drivers. Sure. You know, and said so we'd love for the, the companies to jump in there and, and support the drivers as well. And we could really just do so much more for them, not just financially, but on our health and wellness side too. You know, we've done weight loss challenges and we encourage people to eat more, eat better, um, exercise more. We have our non-smoking campaign, yep. Without Six, going on. You know, we see so much associated with smoking that, you know, really need them to kick that habit. And it saves you money, too. Yeah. yeah. That's it for this week. Uh, as always, you can find us at overdriveonline.com slash overdriveradio. Stay safe out there. Till next time.